It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. Welcome aboard. I hope the past week was a good one for you. I got a chance to go to my first sportsman show of the year in the Tri-Cities of South Central Washington, and I'm glad I did. I love to see the excitement surrounding these early-in-the-year shows, and I really love seeing the kids come along, too, having fun at the Trout Pond and all the other activities you find at these shows for family and kids, too. I'm actually packing my bags and loading up my pickup truck with Sportsman Show material myself because I'll be heading over to the state fairgrounds in Puyallup on Tuesday and setting up my booth at the Washington Sportsman Show, which is the biggest one we have in the Evergreen State. The show will run from Wednesday through next Sunday, the 5th, and I always enjoy catching up with longtime listeners, introducing new folks to the show catching up with old friends in the fishing and hunting industry, and checking out some of the seminars and feature attractions myself. So if you don't find me in my booth, you'll know why. Speaking of which, I hope you'll drop by our booth because we are doing some fun little contests that don't cost a thing to enter, but will allow you to potentially walk away with some swag from Work Sharp or Camp Chef and Possibly even some wild-caught Alaskan smoked salmon from Sina Sea Seafood. Yummy yum. This week on the show, we'll be visiting with Lars Daleside with the National Rifle Association. The topic, that would be the biggest sportsman show in the nation, the Great American Outdoor Show, put on by the NRA at the Pennsylvania Farm Complex in Harrisburg, PA. The dates this year are February 4th through the 12th. It's a nine-day show, and with some... 650,000 square feet of exhibitor space. There is a whole bunch here to see, do, and experience for you and your entire family. Laura's will walk you through the highlights in the final segment of our program today. Another guest you'll get a chance to chat with is Jennifer Dudas. She gets to travel all over the world and go fishing for marlin and other billfish as the executive director of Marlin University, now rebranded as Marlin Expeditions. What Marlin Expeditions offers are immersive fishing experiences in small groups where you not only go fishing, but you learn from several different instructors over the course of four days all sorts of techniques and tricks to make you a competent marlin and billfish angler. Throw in the fact you'll be staying at an all-inclusive resort and fishing off of really nice boats with top-notch captains, and I think you're going to be really excited to hear about this opportunity. And then we've got something completely different for you when we talk to Sage Marshall. He just wrote a fascinating article for Field and Stream about the evolution of super pigs in the prairie potholes region of Canada. These pigs are a cross between those fierce-looking tusked European wild boar and feral pigs. Taken together, these pigs are big, they look like wild boar on steroids, and they are built to withstand the cold temperatures north of the border. The problem is these wild pigs are causing the same problems there that they cause in our southern states in California through the destruction of habitat, and they also have a voracious appetite for ducks and goslings right in the middle of our duck factory for North America. Worse still, they might also be crossing the border and coming to America soon. 
this conversation with Sage. This is going to be a real eye-opener. Before we have our conversation with these great guests, though, it's time again for... Fishing and hunting reports from around the nation. From the National Shooting Sports Foundation, we learned the 45th Annual Shooting, Hunting, and Outdoor Trade Show, also known as SHOT Show, which is operated by NSSF, wrapped up last week after going off at the Venetian Expo and Caesars Forum from January 17th through the 20th in Las Vegas. I attended last year, and the crowds were pretty sparse because of the COVID pandemic, but boy, oh boy, the crowds came back. More than 52,000 industry professionals packed the 13.9 miles of aisles over four days, eager to view the new and innovative products used for target shooting, hunting, outdoor recreation, law enforcement, and the military. According to Chris Dolnack, the Senior Vice President and Chief Customer Officer for the National Shooting Sports Foundation, the industry was back in full force at this year's SHOT Show, and the energy and momentum along with attendees was palpable. This was actually the largest SHOT Show ever, marking the second year of an expanded exhibit space at Caesars Forum, in addition to the long-standing space at the Venetian Expo. More than 2,500 companies displayed products and services and booths covering more than 816,000 square feet and attracting attendees from 115 countries and all 50 states. It is indeed the biggest trade show of its kind. Next, let's talk about when animals attack, and sometimes they don't have claws and teeth, but instead horns and hooves. From the Idaho Department of Fish and Game, we can share a woman living near Sun Valley in central Idaho was attacked by a moose on January 13th and received substantial injuries in the process. The woman is a resident of Ketchum, and the attack occurred in her driveway. The incident was preceded by an encounter between her unleashed small dog and the moose. When the homeowner attempted to intervene, the moose, which was about 20 feet away, charged the woman, hitting her in the head, which reportedly knocked her unconscious for a brief time. It's not known what happened immediately after the contact, but her injuries were consistent with the moose continuing the attack while she was on the ground. While the attack occurred on the evening of the 13th, the incident wasn't reported to Fish and Game until Tuesday morning the 17th, making it awfully tough for Fish and Game officers to find the animal, and as of press time, that animal has not been found yet. If they do locate it, they intend to relocate the moose to a more remote location. The challenge is that multiple moose have been reported in the same neighborhood west of Ketchum, so they're not quite sure which is the right one. But Idaho Fishing Game does share this advice. It's applicable not only in Idaho, but anywhere you might encounter a moose. You should closely watch the behavior of the animal looking for signs of agitation or stress. If a moose lays its ears back or the hair on the back of the neck raises, that means it's stress and it could charge you at any time. Moose will often snort or grunt or stomp their hooves when stressed or feeling threatened. And if you see any of these behaviors, the best course of action is to put something between you and the moose, like a tree or a vehicle or maybe your ex-best friend. Yeah, I threw that last part in there. And if you can do so, enter your house or vehicle to get away from the situation. Now, residents are strongly encouraged to keep these safety measures in mind when around moose. Number one, always keep your dog on a leash where wildlife is present. And even if leashed, a moose may perceive a dog as a predator. So avoiding an area where a moose is present may be the best and safest course of action for dog owners because 
moose, they really do not like dogs. Also, never put yourself in a situation where you are between a cow and a calf. Always a bad idea. And during the fall, when the males are in the rut, they can also become agitated then too and show aggression towards people and pets. So be extra careful that time of year. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments. It's record fish time. TargetWalleye.com reports the Indiana burbot, also known as eel pout state record, has been broken twice in two weeks. And this is a state record that was previously held for 32 years. It all started December 30th when Scott Scafar broke the state burbot record that had been set in 1990. Scafar's fish was a 10.2 pounder that he caught from Lake Michigan. And crazy enough, Scott actually beat the state record twice in the same day using a 3/8 ounce jig head with a white zoom 5-inch fluke. That record did not hold up for very long. On January 10th, Philip Duraz caught a new state record burbot weighing 11.4 pounds, also from Lake Michigan. And by the way, Philip is either very lucky or very good because he also just happens to hold the Lake Whitefish state record, a 9.34 pound fish which he also caught from Lake Michigan in 2021. Philip, Scott, congratulations. Very impressive eel pout you caught there. Congratulations on your new record. Stick around. We've got more of the outdoors coming your way to include a conversation about wild super pigs in Canada that may cause us problem here in the United States. This is the time of year to get out and cook out. So make your next meal sizzle with Camp Chef, the brand known for quality outdoor cooking. From camp stoves to cast iron, from smokers to grills, Camp Chef will change the way you cook outdoors. To eat like a king on your next adventure, go to CampChef.com or visit your local sporting goods store and get cooking. Whether you're serving breakfast in the backcountry or barbecue on the back patio, savor the simplicity with Camp Chef. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. We've been telling you about Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska for a while now. They're truly Alaska's best lodge. Wildlife is abundant, from bears and deer to eagles and whales. And let's not forget the reason you're here, the fishing. Halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish, true cod, and more. It's all waiting for you in abundance at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book your trip today at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. Are you looking to reel in the marketing opportunity of a lifetime? Then set the hook because we've got it right here for you. America Outdoors Radio has sponsorships available, and we offer affordable platforms to reach thousands of listeners interested in fishing, hunting, and the outdoors. Find out more by contacting John Cruz through his website at AmericaOutdoorsRadio.com. That's AmericaOutdoorsRadio.com. Hurry, though. If you wait too long, the big opportunity might get away. 
Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Our next stop is the Golden State of California. That's where we get to chat with Sage Marshall. He's an editor for Field and Stream. And if you go to fieldandstream.com and read the latest edition, you're going to read a fascinating article about wild pigs and how they're causing problems in an unlikely place that would be Canada. Sage, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to have you on the air. And before we talk about pigs in Canada, let's talk about wild pigs in general. They're very common, prolific, as a matter of fact, in parts of the southeast and in Texas and in parts of your home state of California. What kind of damage do wild pigs do to habitat and the environment? Well, John, wild pigs are one of the most destructive invasive species we have here in the United States. They compete with native species they actually eat native species like ducks and goslings, and beyond that, they damage vegetation, they damage crops, and they have actually been known they can take down a white-tailed deer. Wow. So wild hogs, you know, while many people enjoy hunting them, they are quite destructive. I didn't know. I mean, I knew that they took out smaller animals. I, don't, I think a lot of folks don't know that. You know, people just think of pigs rooting around in the mud for whatever slop is thrown their way. And, of course, that's kind of a barnyard domestic situation. But I think people have this picture in their mind of pigs doing this. But, wow, I had no idea they could take down something the size of a white-tailed deer. That is amazing. So let's talk about pigs in Canada. How did wild boar from Europe get into Canada? Well, the issue is actually relatively recent. Here in the U.S., we've had feral hogs for hundreds of years, but in Canada, they weren't really imported to the country until the 1980s. And there was a big push to diversify the agriculture in the region. They brought in some exotic species, such as European wild boar and ostriches and the like. Now, most of those wild boars were put on meat farms, and some of them were put on high-fenced hunting preserves. But they found that to help the species survive better in such cold, harsh climates, they interbred those European boars with domestic hogs, creating what Dr. Ryan Brook, the leader of the University of Saskatchewan Canadian Wild Pig Research Project, dubs super pigs. Now, these super pigs, because of their large size, are actually able to survive in the cold climates of Canada's prairie pothole provinces, which was one of the real surprises with this whole issue. And unfortunately, in the 2000s, the market for these super pigs dropped off, and many farmers were unable to sell them and actually ended up releasing them into the wild, and that's not to mention those pigs that just escaped from their enclosures and started breeding populations in Canada. You know, when I was in the Army in Germany, I vividly remember coming across wild boars and finding myself one time in the middle of the night walking from one position to another in the middle of a herd of wild boars that I didn't know until I had my night vision goggles on. They are some really ugly and fierce-looking beasts. These super pigs, do they look more like our regular barnyard pigs or do they look more like the wild boar on steroids? I would really say, from what I can tell, they look more like wild boar on steroids. And they have, you know, those wild boar tusks, and they can actually be dangerous to people, and they've been known to attack them before. So are we talking about Saskatchewan and Alberta, where the, the most of these super pigs are right now? Primarily Saskatchewan and Manitoba, although they have detected 
some wild boars in Alberta as well. And give or take, how bad is the problem up there? Are we talking hundreds? Are we talking thousands? Are we talking tens of thousands of these animals? Well, researchers don't actually have any accurate population estimates so far, but they do track the incidence of reported wild boars, and those are in the hundreds. So with sightings in the hundreds, I would say that the populations are definitely in the thousands, though, like I said, we don't have any accurate numbers on the population so far. Now, here in the U.S., we have very, very liberal hunting laws when it comes to wild pigs, so we can try to control the population the best we can through hunting. How's Canada approaching the management of wild pigs and trying to eradicate them? Well, Canada also has open season on wild boars in these regions, so it's legal to target and kill wild boars in those prairie pothole regions all year long. Now, what some of the researchers have found is that this recreational hunting isn't always a very effective way at mitigating the spread of wild boars. They've found that they've had the most success so far by trapping entire sounders. Oftentimes when you hunt wild boars in this area, you end up dispersing the groups. And because of their incredibly high reproductive rate, which is way higher than anything ever seen with deer and elk, they'll actually go and form new groups. And many of them will also go nocturnal if they sense hunting pressure, which makes them even harder to find and relocate. Very interesting. You know, I've heard some of this before from the Missouri Department of Conservation, which also advocates for trapping as opposed to hunting, much to the chagrin of some people who would like to get rid of these animals from hunting. And some of the same arguments have been put forth by the state of Missouri. So really interesting that Canada is thinking the same way here. Now, here's another question. I'm guessing that wild boars and super pigs aren't exactly interested in having ID or COVID vaccines or passports before they cross the border. Are we seeing any of them crossing the border into the States yet? <laughs> well, that's a good question, John. So far, there have likely already been some boars crossing the border. In fact, in these parts of the U.S.-Canada border, there's hardly any fencing and there's hardly any biological barriers. So essentially wildlife moves freely across the borders. There have been some reports of wild boars that likely moved down into North Dakota. Researchers in Canada have detected wild boars within 10 miles of the U.S. border. So the answer to that question is that yes, likely there have been some limited boars spreading from Canada into the U.S., and there's likely more to come. And I guess one last thing we ought to point out here from a conservation point of view, they're in the Prairie Potholes region, which is literally the duck factory for North America, and I'm guessing come springtime, they're going to be feeding on a lot of ducklings and goslings, aren't they? Yes, and that's actually one of the most worrying parts of this whole equation. The Prairie Potholes are one of the greatest production regions for ducks in North America, and this is exactly where the wild boar are proliferating, and they have proven that they will actually eat ducks and ducklings in the spring, which, you know, we don't have any numbers exactly on how much it's affecting waterfowl populations, but the boars are known to actually make homes in wet tail regions and make nests in cattails, and it can't be good for ducklings. I'll tell you what, when it comes to invasive species, very little comes good, whether we're talking those snakehead carp that you have in the Mississippi River system, whether you're talking zebra mussels, or now, 
talking about super pigs out of Canada. Let's hope that the authorities up there can get a handle and that we can get ahead of this ourselves before it becomes a huge problem in our northern state. Sage, thanks for shining a light on this today on America Outdoors Radio. Thanks so much for having me, John. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at WorkSharp. And if you are hunting this fall, you know the importance of a sharp knife. You're going to need it for gutting that animal, butchering that animal, taking the hide off that animal, and there's a good chance... You have to sharpen it more than once while you're doing these things in the field. That's why a pocket knife sharpener or the guided field sharpener from WorkSharp are great items to have with you. Whether you're after deer, elk, pronghorn, or bear, a sharp knife helps you get things done after you drop that animal. Look for WorkSharp products at sporting goods stores, hardware stores, and ranch and home stores near you, or online at WorkSharpTools.com. That's WorkSharpTools.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. We're back in with America Outdoors Radio, and man, oh man, we got something really exciting to tell you about. It's the chance to not only go fishing for marlin and billfish, but learn how to be a marlin and billfish angler, too. It's been offered by a company called Marlin University. It's now rebranded as Marlin Expeditions, and we've got the director of this program on the line, Jennifer Dudas. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Marlin Expeditions, you're not just offering fishing trips here where clients are catered to. You're actually offering an immersive learning experience on board a fishing boat. Tell our listeners more about this concept and how well this has been received. Sure. This is a really curated experience for any angler, whether you're a beginner or an advanced level angler. We take no more than 16 people on a trip to one of the top fishing destinations in the world. And we put them in groups of four, and I base it on their experience level, what they tell me they feel comfortable fishing, and we put one instructor with those four people. That instructor stays with those people that first day, and then on the second day, that group of four moves from that boat to another boat with another instructor. So now they get the experience of not only another boat and another crew, but also another instructor and his or her knowledge. And then each day, that team of four will rotate boats and get a different instructor each day, which makes our program super unique because you're learning from four of the top professional anglers, captains, mates in the business. I love this concept, and I love the fact that you pair together people with similar experience levels, because let's face it, if you pair somebody who's got a lot of experience 
with three people who have no experience, that one person with the experience isn't going to get anything out of it. But when you have people who have experience together and they're all just trying to up their game, that's wonderful in terms of how they all learn more together. If you have a bunch of people who've never been marlin fishing before in their lives, they're going to learn a whole bunch and be a lot more comfortable at the end. And I do love the idea of different instructors every day. Now, these trips take place in some wonderful locations. And all of these trips are all-inclusive, aren't they? Yes, everything is included. All you have to do is get to the destination airport. So you fly into San Jose if you're coming to a Costa Rica Marlin expedition. We pick you up at the airport, and we take care of you the rest of the time that you're there. All your meals are included, your accommodations, your airport transfers, all the charter boats, the charter boat tips, and the professional instructor. So we have, you know, the the whole, whole inclusive complete package. Love it. Absolutely love it. And we should talk about the boats, too, because we're not fishing out of Panga's open-air boats here. We are talking about some really nice, comfortable, big fishing boats, aren't we? Yes. In Guatemala, uh, we fish out of Casa Vieja Lodge, and they have a really nice fleet of boats, most of which are air-conditioned, great captains and crews, well-maintained vessels. In Costa Rica, we fish on the Maverick Sport Fishing Flyboats, which are famous for... They're experienced crews, and they're super nice boats that they actually build in their factory there in Costa Rica. Nice. You know, I've Mm got to ask, you're the director of this program, and you do look for top-notch experiences in terms of captains, in terms of boats, in terms of crew, and in terms of, of course, a, a good resort to operate out of. There must be some real vetting that goes on here, and I'm guessing not everybody makes the cut. Well, as far as locations go, I need to have good accommodations, nice accommodations. I need to have the ability to feed everybody. And we have to have boats that will accommodate the four anglers and the one instructor and, of course, the crew. So we want to make this a first-class experience. So we're going to make all of those components top of the line for the participants. Well, we've got to talk about some of the destinations, and you already talked about one, Costa Rica. You've got Mm -hmm. a couple of trips going on down there. Why don't you walk us through what those trips look like? Sure. We have two Costa Rica classes this year because it's a very popular location. People love Los Sueños Resort. We stay in luxurious condos there. We have a large house that we use for all of our meals and entertaining and getting together at the end of the night to tell fish stories <laughs> and, of course, fish on the flyboats. So we'll have those two classes in end of February and beginning of March. And then we do something that's really cool. We do a ladies-only class, and it's just ladies, fishermen, female fishermen, and it's only female instructors. Oh, nice. So it's a very calm, we call it the no yelling school of fishing. (laughs) (laughs) They get a chance to learn from some of the top women anglers and captains and get the knowledge and the confidence that they need to now go and take that and fish with other people, including guys in tournaments and things like that. So that's a really cool experience, and the ladies really have a good time. Everybody bonds, and it's just a fun learning experience. And we do that, and we and the next class, both of those are in Guatemala, and we're out of Casa Vieja Lodge there. Beautiful fishing lodge. Everything's all together there. You've got the pool and the bar and the restaurant and the lodge all in one spot, so it's a nice gathering place. 
We're going back to Cape Verde this year. We haven't been there in a while. And that is a little bit more of an advanced class because we're going after some really large blue marlin. We could see anywhere from 500 to 1,000 pounders with heavy tackle. Yep. And then we'll be going to Panama to Tropic Star Lodge. And pretty much everybody who knows fishing knows Tropic Star Lodge, their first class operation. And the fishing is, is excellent. And then we're going back to Kona in Hawaii, where last year we caught uh, several blue marlin that were 500 pounds plus. And then we're going to Australia. And we're going to fish on the Great Barrier Reef, and we'll use a mothership for our accommodations, and we'll have three charter boats. We limit that class to only 10 students, so it's a very intense, uh, you know, five days of fishing, but very cool if you want to catch a big black marlin. And the idea of being on the mothership and having the fishing boats follow along is because you can move up and down the Great Barrier Reef to wherever the good bite is. And then one of our most popular classes is the one we do in Cabo. And we do that at the beginning of November and fish for striped marlin. So as you can tell, not only do we do some of the best fishing destinations all over the world, but we're also fishing for several different types of species, sailfish, blue marlin, black marlin, striped marlin. And then, of course, we do have the game fish that get thrown in there as well. So there's tuna and mahi. So it's pretty much the complete package. Well, I'll tell you what, this sounds absolutely fabulous. And I love the fact that as part of your job, you get to go on most, if not all of these trips yourself. (laughs) So that's a great perk. Yes. Last but not least, I guess we should throw out the website. That would be marlinexpeditions.com. And do you still have openings for some of these trips this year? Yes, we do. We do have some openings. And we do have discounts available, too, for early bird registration, for veterans and current military, and any of our former students get discounts for being a former student. So those are are available. Folks, if you want to not just go fishing in an exotic location for marlin and billfish, but learn to be a better marlin and billfish angler, Marlin Expeditions is definitely for you. Check out the website at marlinexpeditions.com. That's marlinexpeditions.com, offering fantastic, immersive fishing experiences all over the world. These sound like trips you will never forget, and you're going to take skills with you that you'll be able to apply for the rest of your life. marlinexpeditions.com, that's the website to go to. Jennifer, thanks for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thank you.
We've been telling you about Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska for a while now, and there's a reason. They are the only Alaska lodge we talk about in this show. It's because they're truly Alaska's best lodge. The adventure starts with a float plane ride from Ketchikan, after which you'll get the chance to experience some of the best hospitality, food, and wonderful people you'll ever meet. Wildlife is abundant, from bears and deer to eagles and whales, and let's not forget the reason you're here, the fishing. Halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish, true cod, and more. It's all waiting for you in abundance at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book your trip today at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. It is time to take you to Harrisburg, PA. That is the site of America's largest sportsman show, the Great American Outdoor Show. It's going to be happening over a nine-day period, February 4th through the 12th at the Pennsylvania Farm Complex. And with us here, once again, to tell you more about it is Lars Daleside with the National Rifle Association, the organization that puts this on every year. Lars, great to have you back on the air. I appreciate you having me. So this is truly a big deal and literally the biggest show that happens in America every year. But I've got to ask, I have noticed post-COVID some of the smaller shows and even not such smaller shows have had to fold because they just haven't had the exhibitors because a lot of those exhibitors didn't make it through COVID because of restrictions regarding travel and regarding other things that we had to deal with during those periods of isolation. Are you seeing that issue with the Great American Outdoor Show this year or not? Yeah, well, you know, we've been luckier than most. So there's a lot of businesses, as everybody knows, all throughout the country that have suffered through the pandemic over the past couple of years. And while the numbers were down a little bit last year from what they were pre-COVID, it's looking like we're going to be near approaching the same levels that we were before. So we're very excited to see the exhibitors list grow as much as it has and thinking that we're going to probably reach the same sort of attendance numbers that we were back in 2019, 2020. 
Oh, that's wonderful news. So we're looking at give or take 400 exhibitors. And again, the floor space is amazing. 650,000 square feet. Is that right? Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's, I've walked the show. It's one thing to walk the show when you're doing it as during the setup, but boy, try to walk the show while the show's actually going on. And it's wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder, people everywhere, left and right. And you go from one end where we have the, the outfitters and the hunters and the anglers, and then you get to the RVs and then the snowmobiles, and then all the way down to the other end where the guns are. And it'll take you an afternoon, if not a full day, to go through and actually take in and appreciate everything we have to offer at the Great American Outdoor Show. Let's talk about admission prices. Are you buying daily tickets for this or are these tickets that are good for several days? Because as big as this show is, especially if you're considering booking with an outfitter and comparing outfitters, which I've done at sportsman shows before, bouncing back and forth, you might want a couple days to do this. How does that work? Well, it depends how you want to go. You know, for a one-day ticket, it's $15. The two days, 26 Seniors, those that are 65 and older, it's 13 And if you have a group of at least 10 we're talking 13 as well. Get 6 to 12 or $8, and anyone under 6 gets in free. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the exhibitors and some of the things that are going on there. So, again, you're going to have lots of outfitters, lots of guides, lots of lodges. You're going to have some non-governmental organizations, obviously, and some governmental organizations, too. All the people and things you'd expect at a sportsman show. But then we've got RVs, we've got boats, and both of those have been in high demand across the nation, hard to find. Are you going to have a good selection of both at the show? Oh, definitely. And that's, that's, again, if this is your little bailiwick, if this is your corner of the world that you love losing yourself in, you will definitely be able to lose yourself in that, you know, coming up in a few weeks. The, the RV section, is usually we have, oh gosh, I don't even know how many, but you go into that section, into that hall, and it is just completely jammed full of the latest and greatest that they have to offer throughout the RV world and throughout the boat world in that section too. And you'd see people that'll go there and they'll stand there and they'll look at the one boat and they'll be with the one boat and they'll be asking the uh, the vendors there about the boat and then they just move on to the next one and then before you know it the whole day is done and they got to come back another day just to get all the information in that they were looking for big part of sportsman shows for a lot of folks is learning and i'm guessing you've got a pretty good lineup of seminars and i'm guessing you've got some outdoor celebrities that'll be there too Oh, the, uh, the seminars. It's always something with the seminars there. We have some of the basics of how to go deer hunting, how to go any sort of wild game hunting, how to do for long-range shooting, how to do stuff when it comes to like sausage making and taking care of the stuff that you're going to get out there in the field. And that's been one of the things you know I've always enjoyed sitting in some of those. It sort of allows you to sit down, take a break, get away from the crowds and to this other crowd of the people that are just trying to get a little bit more. And the celebrities this year, yeah, we're looking at a good package overall, but of course the biggest thing that we have going on would be the NRA Country Concert on the 11th, you know, being headlined by Brantley Gilbert, who was also, I believe, the musical guest that we had uh, for our first Great American Outdoor show all those years back. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Sticking with seminars a little bit, you've got the hog tank and live fishing demonstrations. Guessing there's going to be a lot of bass pros there doing that? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to see that in the in addition to the hog tank. You know, one of the other things that when we were talking about getting a little wet and wild is also the dock dogs competition. And if you haven't seen that, you know, that's definitely something for the family. You get out there and we've got some of the premier canine aquatics out there and the dogs, they get from one and then they run their little hearts out and jump and just 
go full blast into the tank that's out there. And it is amazing to see. And next thing, like I said, it's just like almost everything else that we have that we're offering there at the Great American Outdoor Show. You'll come in, you'll say, oh, that's cute. And then you'll stop and then you'll wait and then you'll look. And next thing you know, three hours have gone by. And you're like, wow, I can't believe I just spent all that time in the middle of just watching dogs jump into the tank. Hey, at least it's a little bit more fulfilling than wasting three hours on Facebook. So I'll give you that. <laughs> You know, we even have some stuff for the archers out there. There's our 3D. You've got to try before you buy shooting lane. I love this. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of the vendors out there that'll let you go ahead and unleash those uh, right there in the vendor hall itself. But for those that are feeling a little froggy themselves and they want to show off their skills, we've got the 3D Bow Hunter Challenge that goes the 4th through the 12th. And that's uh, it's 30 shots on 3D targets of up to 50 yards away. And then there's the Straight Out Bullseye Competition, the Great American Spot Challenge. And uh, that's available for you as well. You bring in your competition bow, you get out there, and you show off your stuff. I love it. Now, a lot of folks can be bringing their kids. I know you always have some family-friendly activities. What are some of them you'll have this year? Oh, well, they, we have the, the kids' fishing pond that goes out there, and then they'll be able to go out and try their luck at that, try to get some of that. And we also have our Eddie Eagle that we bring out to all of our different seminars. And for those who aren't familiar with Eddie Eagle, it's our gun safety mascot, and he has a simple message of stop. Don't touch, leave the area, and tell a grown-up. And that's in case the kid ever comes across a firearm and in a place that they're not surrounded by adults, and they can go ahead and notify the adults and get on to safety. And we also have our wildlife challenge where the kids come through and they work with uh, different things, everything from antlers to furs to tracks in the ground. And it's a great little way for the kids to get lost in the day. In the past, you've had a rock climbing wall, too. Are you going to have that again this year? I don't know if we're having the rock climbing wall or not. I haven't seen that section of it, and I'm meeting with the guys tomorrow to find out exactly what all the different little nooks and crannies are going to be. That's all right. Even without the rock climbing wall, all sorts of things for the kids. If you're a bow hunter, all sorts of things. You're definitely going to want to check out the wall of guns. And this, as far as sportsman shows go, because it's hosted by the NRA, probably has the best display of firearms of any sportsman show in the nation. Oh, yeah. It's, it's especially if you're out here on the East Coast. You know, if you're looking for the latest and greatest of what the, the firearm industry has to offer, this is a great place to go. Now, this is a place that you see guns. This is not a place that you buy guns. It's always a question we get every year. Now, while there will be a handful of local vendors there on site and you see something you like, you can agree to make the purchase. But if you're going to actually pick up and walk away with the firearm, first, you're going to have to be a Pennsylvania resident. And second, you're going to have to go to their shop there in Harrisburg in order to complete the buy. For those who are out of state, they're going to be shipping the guns back to your local FFL and you can pick it up from them. That is more than fair and that's just the way the rules are and I get it. We have got to go, but folks, if you want to find out more about attending the nation's biggest sportsman show, just go to greatamericanoutdoorshow.org. That's greatamericanoutdoorshow.org and make plans to attend this fantastic show at Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at the Pennsylvania Farm Complex. Definitely a can't-miss event. Lars, thanks as always for sharing this with us on America Outdoors Radio. Appreciate you taking the time. One of the exhibitors at the Great American Outdoors show is going to be our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. And I have no doubt they're going to have an assortment of fantastic-looking clever action rifles. And I don't know 
if they are doing their Henry Golden Boy rifle giveaway this year or not. Wasn't able to confirm that before airtime, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. So you'll definitely want to stop by their booth, check out what they've got for you. And after you do, I'm pretty sure you are going to want to buy a rifle or shotgun from Henry Repeating Arms. They actually have 200 models. They all come with a lifetime satisfaction guarantee, and they look absolutely great, too. Find out more if you can't make it to the show at henryusa.com. That's henryusa.com. And don't forget to ask for your free catalog and stickers while you're there. Another show to tell you about is the Washington Sportsman Show. That one is taking place February 1st through the 5th at the State Fairgrounds in Puyallup, Washington. Draws a big crowd from the greater Seattle-Tacoma area. And I hope if you are attending that you will drop by our Northwestern Outdoors radio booth because we're doing some giveaways and some contests. Find out more about that one at thesportshows.com. On that note, we have got to go. But until next time, here's hoping you're blessed. And do remember this. It is your country and your outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it. <laughs>